Well, hey there, it is so good to see you guys this morning. Hey, if we haven't met before, my name is Justin Domino, and I wanna share a message with you today that I believe that God has put on my heart because it is so relatable to, I think, the world right now, and hopefully to you this morning, but I don't think it's any secret that we are living in crazy times. Can I get an amen on that? It is absolutely nuts today. We have a global disease pandemic we have high racial tensions, we have a stock market that is iffy at best, and it seems like every single day there's a new city with new protesting or rioting and statues being torn down. I think right now it is just safe to say that today is outrageous. We are living in a time of outrage. And so I want to speak a message to you today that is talking about this and how do we respond as Christians and what are we supposed to do about this? So John chapter 20 says this, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Now you might be asking like, what in the world does this passage have to do with living in an age of outrage? But this is gonna be perfect, I think, because I think for us, as we've been in this pandemic, as we've been in this high racial tensions, I think for us, we've seen ourselves become, overnight, we've seen ourselves become, you know, racial experts. Uh, pandemic experts. We've become experts on the health of our country and, and on the stock market. Now I'm using a little bit of snark, so sorry about that. But this is what the disciples are going through right in this story that we just read. Now, a little bit of context, because we might be thinking, you know, what in the world does this have to do with the pandemic or with craziness and chaos in the world? A little bit of context to the story. The disciples are locked in one of their houses. It's a Sunday night right after Jesus just died on the cross. So Jesus died on the cross on a Friday. Friday night was treacherous. Saturday night was treacherous. Sunday night was even worse because the Jewish religious leaders were after the disciples and all Christians. They wanted to persecute and even kill some of them. And the reason behind that was because the disciples and Jesus himself, the reason why he was put to death on the cross was because he claimed to be the son of God. And the Jewish people did not believe that he was. And so there was this, who's a liar, right? Who's the criminal here? Who's blaspheming God here? And that's why Jesus died. So the disciples are locked in their house. There's so much outrage, so much panic that's happening all around their city. And they're sitting inside with the doors locked, fearing for their lives. And this is where Jesus comes in. He comes in and what's the message that he preaches to the disciples while he's in the room? It's peace. He says, peace be with you. And I think that this is crucial because the disciples are living in panic. They're living in fear. They're living in terror. They're living in outrage and because they don't know that Jesus has resurrected. They're wondering, they're thinking, you know, Jesus just said for the last three years that he was with us, Jesus said he was the son of God. Jesus said he was this and that, but now it seems like he's none of that because he's dead. They don't know that he's alive. They don't know that he's overcome sin, hell and the grave. And so they're in panic thinking that they're going to die. And Jesus comes in with this message of peace. Now, this is really crucial to understand. This story is perfect for our given situation today because I think there's so much outrage today. There's so much panic and so much fear and Christians are giving into it. We are playing into all of the outrage of today. But Jesus comes in with a message of peace. 
Now, I want to ask you a question based off what Jesus just did. How is your faith in the midst of everything that's happening in the world today? How is your faith doing? Is it strong? Is it steadfast? Is it hardy? Or do you find yourself, just like the disciples, maybe losing your faith? Maybe your faith is deteriorating a little bit. Maybe you're getting a little bit stressed out and maybe finding your hope and peace in something else besides Jesus. So I want to ask you that question today. Is your hope and your faith and your peace strong in Jesus? Or do you find it getting a little bit weaker? I think that this is the question that we have to be very honest with ourselves about. I think it's very wise if we become self-aware, if we're putting too much focus on what's happening in our world. Now, this is a call not to not care about the things happening. I think Christians should have a voice in everything that's happening right now. We need the presence of God. We need Christians to be talking about the murder of George Floyd, to be talking about the riots and the protesting, to be talking about who the next president might be. Christians should care about this. But here's the problem that I see happening. We are losing our minds to the outrage and the chaos of today. And here's a problem that I see in my own life, and I think it, it's in many of our lives today, is you know, something outrageous happens. There's always something new to be outraged about, right? Every single day, there's something new, no matter what it is. But what we do is then we jump onto Fox News or then we jump onto CNN and we form this reactionary opinion. And then we go onto Facebook or any social media and we blast our opinion out there. We say, this is right or this is wrong. And we get so angry. All of a sudden, we find ourselves getting in arguments from people we haven't talked to since high school. <laughs> we get in arguments with our family members. Now family gatherings are awkward and tension-filled. We find out that crazy Uncle Joe has some wild beliefs and now everything is just like awkward, tension-filled. And I think that this is happening not only to non-Christians out in the world today, but Christians as well. So I want to preach this message called Christians Living in This Age of outrage and how do we respond to this and this is perfect how Jesus comes in to the disciples who are full of outrage full of fear full of panic and he says peace peace be with you Jesus starts preaching the gospel and it's perfect timing because he just completed it now on Friday Jesus died on the cross this is Sunday night but on Friday Jesus died on the cross what happened when Jesus died on the cross. He defeated sin, hell, and the grave. Now, to put this in gospel terms, go all the way back to the beginning in Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned, we were created as good people. But when Adam and Eve sinned, it cursed humanity. Now we have to live in sin. Now we live in heartache. Now we live with disease and fear, and people go to hell, people get lost, and it's terrible. But Jesus came so that we could have freedom and forgiveness. He lived the perfect life. He never sinned once, went to the cross, took the wrath of God for us so that we could have forgiveness and what? Peace. Jesus comes into the disciples' lives, into their house, reading the room, knowing that they're full of fear, full of panic, and he says, peace be with you. What I have just done on Friday night when I went to the cross and then when I resurrected today on that Sunday, it shows that peace is now the new way of life. We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in, in unforgiveness anymore. We don't have to live in outrage anymore, but we can have peace no matter what is happening in our world. That is an amazing, beautiful gift. He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. That is the gospel. So Jesus comes in with the gospel to the disciples and he says, you want to live life? Life is not about fear. Life is not about outrage. Life is not about anger and panic. 
But life, according to Jesus, is about peace. And that's an amazing gift that we have from Jesus. And I thought this message was completely appropriate for the times that we're living in now. Completely appropriate for today. It's a very simple message. It, it is the gospel. It is Jesus died so that we can have life and peace and forgiveness of sins. And not so that our minds could give in to the outrage and the chaos of today. But I want to ask you that question one more time. Are you giving in to the outrage? Do you find yourself losing faith in Jesus and becoming more full of anger or unforgiveness or more full of just unrest in your heart? This is what Jesus came for so that you wouldn't have to feel that anymore. And I want to ask you this question as well. Because I think about when Christians get into all of the outrage, when Christians give into all of the anger and all the panic of our world today, here comes the question. Do you believe that Satan is trying to distract us from what our mission is here on earth? And you might, you might be asking, well, distract us from what? Because I absolutely believe that Satan is trying to distract us. But distract us from what? Well, in Matthew chapter 28, Jesus gives us the Great Commission to love God, love people, preach the gospel to all nations. That's our mission. That's our vision as Christ followers. That's what we want to see happening in the world today. But what happens is we get so overwhelmed with the things that are happening in the world that we forget. And this is exactly what Satan wants us to do. He wants us collectively as Christians, as a mass of Christians, to forget what our true great commission is here on earth. And this happens when individual Christians get their minds infiltrated by Satan and get distracted from finding our peace, our hope, and our rest, and our security solely in Jesus. When people, when individuals, when one person, and then another person, when we get distracted and we start finding our peace, and our hope, and our security in other things like America or a president or a politician or money or family, whatever it might be, when we lose our peace in Jesus, then collectively as a whole, as a church, as Christians, we can forget our mission. And so I want to say that Christians should absolutely be involved in politics. Christians should absolutely be involved in current events, but we cannot lose our minds and stop believing that God is in control. We cannot lose our minds and stop believing that Jesus is the one who came to bring peace and not a president. That Jesus is the one who came to bring peace, not a country. That Jesus is the one who came to bring peace, not money. Nothing besides Jesus alone. And so I want to encourage you today. This message, I don't believe, can ever be a three-point message on here's three steps to a better life or here's two steps to a stronger faith. Now, I think the message that we need to hear today is that Jesus is the one who overcame. It is only Jesus. It'll always only be Jesus. It'll never stop being Jesus. This world is too much for us. This world is tough. There's always going to be something to be outraged again about today and then tomorrow and then the next day. But we cannot let our minds run rabid with these things to get outraged about. In fact, this world is tough, right? But here's what Jesus says. He says, in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This is beautiful. This is perfect, right? Jesus just said that, hey, we're going to have trouble. There's things that are going to be outrageous in this world that we can lose our minds about. But Jesus has overcome the world. And so here's what I think our solution needs to be. In this passage that we just read, John chapter 20, Jesus 
breathed on his disciples. Now, this is the part of the story that it's like, man, this is a really good story. <laughs> this is powerful, but why did Jesus have to breathe on him? Now it's just weird. Now I don't know if I can follow Jesus anymore. It just got weird and awkward. But Jesus breathes on his disciples as a picture that he is giving them his Holy Spirit. He's giving them life. It's not literal. It's a symbol. If you go back to Genesis chapter 2 or 3, when God is creating Adam and Eve, Adam was just this like being that God formed out of the dust. But when it says that God breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, that's when he became a living being. And the symbol behind this is that when we live in fear, when we live in panic, when we lock our doors and we're scared of everything out in the outside world, that's not life. But Jesus breathes on his disciples. He gives them the Holy Spirit. He says, you now have life. It's about boldness. It's about self-control. It's about power, knowing that you have God's power in you. It's not about being scared and timid. It's about God is with us. That's what it is to be full of the Holy Spirit. So we need to seek the Holy Spirit. We need to seek Jesus's spirit that he gives us always. And so I think what would be helpful for us to do today for every single one of us is to go back to that moment when you encountered Jesus in your life. You know, this is what happens to the disciples in this house. As they're full of fear, they encounter the person of Jesus, not religious traditions, not religious beliefs. They encountered the person of Jesus. And if you continue to read the rest of the story, it says that they went on boldly proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. We need to encounter Jesus and we need to go back to that time when we first encountered Jesus. Because I think so many of us in the age of outrage, we are losing our passion. We are losing our joy for Jesus. We are losing our joy to seek Jesus and only Jesus and only find our peace in Jesus. I will never forget when I was 17 years old and I got down on my knees in my basement bedroom and I cried out to God to save me because I was so sick of doing drugs. I was so sick of my insecurities that I've been living with. I was so sick of being a slave to sin struggles. I needed forgiveness. I needed hope. I needed life and peace in my life. And only the person of Jesus can do that. Only encountering Jesus, not just religion, but Jesus Christ, the human being. That's our answer. That's the antidote to this outrageous world. Let's find our hope and our peace and our security in Jesus alone. Not America, not a president, not money, not our family, nothing else besides Jesus. Let's seek him, seek his face, seek his presence, stay close to his word, trust him and love him. I love you guys. Have a great day.